Last week we discussed the obligation of women to say Birchos Kriyashma. We said that most poskim think that since women are exempt from Kriyashma, they're exempt from the Brachos as well. In fact, we saw that Rav Avad Yosef said that women are not allowed to say the Birchos Kriyashma since it's a Bracha that's not required. Since women do not have to say Kriyashma, they're not required to say the Brachos and therefore they're not allowed to say the Brachos. Today, I'd like to discuss this question from a little bit of a different angle. In the Rav Sefer, Shirun Lezecha Abamari, in the second edition, the second volume, the Rambam, the, the Rav explained that the Birchas Hashachar have in them two elements. When we're talking about the Birchas Hashachar, I really meant Psuke de Zimra. Psuke de Zimra have in them two elements. One, we say the Psukim of David HaMelech, which is at least from Ashrei till the end of Baruch Hashem, and then you also say the Brachos, the Brachos of Baruch Shaman Yishtabach. But then the Rav pointed out that you all say the Brachos afterwards of the Brachos of Kriyashma. The Brachos of Kriyashma, according to Rav Salavechik, have in them the characteristic of being of Matir as well. The Rav's concept of Matir was a very well-known idea in his thought, and he explained it in many, many areas. The fact that a person makes a bracha before he eats is very well-known, and many people think that that's a bracha to enable us to eat. We all remember the Gemara and Brachas that says that before a person eats, the food actually belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's only after he makes a bracha that he somehow attains the right to eat the food. And that bracha is a matir. The Rav said this would be true of Birchas HaMitzvah too, based on a famous diuk in the Rambam, that a person should make a bracha before he does a mitzvah. As it were, it enables him, it gives him permission to do the mitzvah, to do this particular mitzvah. The Rambam, of course, said, the same way a person makes a bracha on Hana'a, he makes a bracha on mitzvahs. The Rav pointed out the Kashem, the comparison of Birchas Hana'a and Birchas HaMitzvah came to teach me that the bracha of mitzvah is also a matir. The Rav thought here also the bracha of Kriyashma is a matir. One of his proofs was from the fact that the time of the Brachas Kriyashma is a little unusual. We know that a person can say Kriyashma for three hours. Until three hours of the day, a person can say Kriyashma. A person can daven, we pass in the Chathila, only for four, four, four hours. So what would be the correct time to say the Brachas Kriyashma? Well, obviously the correct time would be to say before three hours. That is definitely true. But the question would be, can a person say the Birchaz Kriyashma after three hours? At least for the fourth hour as well. So, many Rishonim hold that that's true, that you can say Birchaz Kriyashma the first four hours of the day. But I don't understand. Why can you say Birchaz Kriyashma after the time is Kriyashma? 
According to the Rav's explanation, it's very logical. The, the, since the brachas come as a matya for davening, the time is limited for the time of shachris and not for the time of uh, kriyashma. So you see from here that the brachas of kriyashma, in a sense, are a matya for tefillah. Now, I don't think that the Rav printed or it's, I don't know where he's quoted to apply this to women, but it would seem to me that according to this, a person should suggest that women would be chayev in birchas kriyashma, because since they're chayev in tefillah, and Chachamim instituted birchas kriyashma as a matir for tefillah, therefore women should be chayev in birchas kriyashma as well. The Rav did point out that there are some Bishonim who hold that you can say birchas kriyashma all day. So that would seem to imply that it's not just a halacha of matir of tefillah, because even after the time of tefillah shachris is over, a person could still say birchas kriyashma. But the Rav suggested that perhaps the idea of saying birchas kriyashma all day is because it is a matir, but it's not necessarily a matir for shachris. It might be a matir for musaf. It might be a matir for mincha. And therefore, as long as a person is not davened mincha or musaf, he could still say the birchas kriyashma, which would serve him as a matir. Of course, the Rav added that one would have to further analyze this point, because if that would be really true, that a person should say the brachas of, of Kriyashma just before he says Shmonesa, whether it's Musa or Mincha, is irrelevant. But the way the poskim seem to say is that there are people who think you can say the brachas of Kriyashma irrespective of uh, whether you're saying it before you, before you daven Shmonesa. But according to the Rav's logic, it would only be appropriate to say the brachas Kriyashma before a Shmonesa, it could be any Shmonesser of the day, but if, and if that's true, then it's a matir for tefillah. And as I said before, one would have to argue that perhaps women would be obligated in the, uh, brachos of Kriyashma as a prerequisite, midrabanan, of course, for davini. The Gemara in Brachas says that we make seven brachas a day. We make three brachas of Kriyashma in the morning. And four brachas in the in the afternoon, in the evening, when we dive in Ma'ariv. Later on, when we get to Ma'ariv, we'll discuss in Hashem why you make four brachas at night, why do you make more brachas at Ma'ariv than you do in Shachris. But nevertheless, we make seven brachas all, every day, and the Gemara quotes the pasuk, or Rishonim quotes the pasuk, Sheva Bayom Hilal Ticha. Seven times a day do I praise you, and this refers to the seven brachas. But we'll, of course, discuss now only the three brachas that a person makes in the morning, the three brachas of Kriyashma. They can be divided into different categories. Let's try to analyze the first bracha at least a little bit. The first bracha, of course, is HaMeir L'Aretz V'Adayim Al-Abrachamim. And this bracha seems to have completely within it praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created the light of the of the world. This bracha does not seem to have any element of bakasha in it. 
it seems to be only praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and praise on the creation of light in the world. The second bracha, the bracha of Avarabah, seems to be a bracha that has in it a tremendous element of bakasha. You begin by saying, Kent chanenu tlamdenu. Then you say, Rachem aleinu, Tein belibenu lavin alaskil, Lishmael modul lameid, Lishmael velasotu lakayem, Ha'er einenu b'toratecha, Dabek l'minosotecha, V'yachid l'vaveinu, Then v'avienu l'shalom me'abba kanfasa aretz, V'salichenu k'mius l'atzenu. All these are phrases that we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for something. So it seems to correspond to the concept of Bakasha. Whereas the third bracha is certainly a bracha of Hodah. There is hardly any element of Bakasha, but the main thrust of the third bracha is to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for saving us in the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The idea of fulfilling the mitzvah of Zechiras Mitzrayim with the third bracha is found in Rishonim. And we say, of course, All this is a concept of Hodah. This explains, of course, why the bracha is unusual. The bracha is Baruch Hashem Ga'al Yisrael. Ga'al Yisrael is in the past tense. Almost always, brachas are found in the present tense. When we look through Birchas HaShachar, we've discussed this before, with hardly an exception, the brachas are relating to the future. Uh, I'm sorry, relating to the present. Zokef Kufim, Rokal Samayim. Most of the brachas are clearly brachas on the, on, the, on the present. In fact, the bracha of Geula in Shmon Esrei is also in the present. Baruch Hashem Goel Yisrael. All the brachas of Shemon Esrei, Rofei Cholema Yisrael, Chanun HaMabed Asloach, whatever brachas we remember offhand seem to be present, in the present tense. Whereas the bracha that we say in Birchas Kriyashma is a bracha in the past. Baruch Hashem Goel Yisrael. And of course the explanation is self-evident. Normally when we make brachas we're talking about the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yad HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in running the world, in the history of the world. But the bracha that we're talking here is uh, the third bracha of Birchas Kriyashma is the bracha of Hodah. It's a bracha of thank you, that we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And if that's true, it's appropriate that the bracha should be in the past tense. Berachat Hashem, Ga'al Yisrael. Therefore, the three brachas that we've said so far in Kriyashma correspond to the three concept, to the three ideas of Shavach, Bakasha, and Hodah. Now we know that the Rambam thinks that this structure of Shavach, Bakasha, and Hodah is, seems to be biblically mandated. The Torah said a person should daven every day, but according to the Rambam. But the Torah didn't tell us what to say. The words of the Torah are just to daven. Avodas Hashem, Betfila is the way the Sifrei explained it. To serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu at, through davening. But what is davening? The Ram said davening has to be Shevach Makashan Hodah. 
So according to this, the three brachas of Birchas Kriyashma were formulated in the same sense as the three brachas of, as the three part of structure of Shema Nesrei. The three brachas are, again, Shevach Bakasha and Hoda. This would seem to be very much in fitting with Rav Salavechik's idea that these brachas of Kriyashma are a matir fatvila, and therefore the structure of Shevach Bakash and Hoda are formulated the same way as the structure of Tfila, namely Shevach Bakash and Hoda. Another explanation of the three brachas was suggested by Rav David Kohn in his series on Tfila, Masos Kapai. And he said there that the three brachas in of Birchaz Kriyashma have in them different elements completely. The first bracha is about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, created light of the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of the world and because of him the world exists daily. The second bracha has in it the element of Torah. So much so that there is hardly anything else in that bracha besides the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah and we hope that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will continue to enable us to learn Torah. As we pointed out, there is Bakasha, but the Bakasha here is connected to Torah. The third bracha, of course, is referring to the fact that Baruch Hu paid the Mitzrim back, as it were. The Jews were saved. And this is the element that we say in the third bracha, we were saved, they were doomed to perdition. We went through the splitting of the sea, and the evil ones drowned. This relates, of course, to HaKadosh Baruch who's judging the world, and eventually the wicked get their just desserts, and the and the uh, the better people, the tzaddikim, receive their rewards. So, Reb David Kohn pointed out that we know that there are Rishonim who discuss the principles of Judaism. Many people have written how many principles are there of Judaism. The Rambam is well known. The Rambam has Yud Gimel Hayadut, the thirteen principles of Judaism. There are other people who disagreed, said there were more than 30. Rabbi Yosef Alba said there were three. It's an interesting fact that the Chassam Sofer, in his third volume of, in his last volume of Chuvas, was asked the question, since different posts can argue about the essence of Tefillah, the essence of Ikarei Yadut, how do we paskin? How many Ikarim are there? Chassam Sofer, as the true halachist, answered 
There are 613. If a person would say that I believe in 612 mitzvahs, but one I deny, one I don't believe is Torah and Hashemayim, I'm not talking about a person who just transgressed the mitzvah. A person who doesn't believe in that particular mitzvah. He abrogated that mitzvah from the Torah. So he doesn't believe that it's Torah and Hashemayim. So the Chassam Sofer pointed out that person is a kofir. It makes no difference what he believes and doesn't believe in. If he doesn't believe in 613 mitzvahs, he's a kofir. As a halachist, I certainly understand the viewpoint of the Chassam Sofer. But the philosophers, people like Kreskas, people like the Rambam, people like Rabbi Yosef Albo, were more interested in the thought than the actual mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are to be done, some in your heart, some in your mind, some in your by your actions, but the thought of Judaism, the ideas behind the mitzvahs, that's what the uh, Rishonim discussed, what are the principles of Judaism. Rabbi Yosef Albo is known to have said that the Torah, the principles of Judaism can be reduced to three. The first is Mitzvah Hashem, the second is Sachar Va'onesh, or actually the second is Torah Menashemayim, and the third is Sachar Va'onesh. The first one is to believe in God, Mitzvah Hashem. The second one is that God gave us the Torah B'Sinai, Torah Menashemayim. And the third one is Sachar Va'onesh, there's reward and punishment. According to Rabbi Yosef Albo, many, many, many things in the world were based on this concept of three principles of Judaism. For example, he said, Malchia, Zichronos, and Shalfaros. And Rosh Hashanah, we add three special prayers. He said these three special uh, additions to the Musaf of Shemon Esrei reflect these three ideas. Malchios reflects, of course, Mitzvah Hashem. On Rosh Hashanah, we declare our Kaddish Baruch Hu's Melech HaOlam, and therefore, we add Malchios as Mitzvah Hashem. Uh, the other two, one could perhaps uh, adopt it in different ways. I'm going to suggest the way that, to me, seems more simple. The idea of Zichronos is Zecha Kol HaMasim Balafanecha Ata Kulam HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers every single thing, every single person. And of course, the words that we use, the very, very dramatic words that we say in the Sanatokef, Kivakaras Roa Edro, Maviatsono Tacha Shifto, Kain Tavir Vitispov, Vitimner Vitivkod Nefesh Kochai, Vitachtoch Kitzvalachobriotecha, Vitichtovit Gzaidinam, that we all pass by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides the fate of each person. That's obviously the concept of Sachar Va'onesh. Whereas Shofaros seems to reflect the idea of Matan Torah. We know that Matan Torah was given The sound of Shofar pervaded the world. Shofar was the sound of Torah coming on High Sinai. And therefore, Malchus Echonosh and Shofaros conformed to the idea of Mitzvah Hashem, Torah and Hashemayim, and Sachavonish. Here, these three prayers, the three brachas of Kriyashma, seem very much to do the same thing. The first bracha, of course, is referring to the fact that Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world. Hamilat Tzvadom 
Not just that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in the first place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of the world that this daily, daily, there's a new act of Masev Reishis. The second bracha, as we've alluded to before, is obviously a bracha about Torah. Torah min HaShamayim. It's obviously relating to Torah Menashemayim. And the third bracha that we said before is that the, the Egyptians got their punishment, B'nai Yisrael got their reward. That's obviously the concept of Sacha Va'onesh. So the three brachas of Kriyashma have in them both elements. On one hand, we explained that they have in, in the, in the element of Shevach Bakashan Hoda. They also have in them the three elements of Rabbi Yosef Albo, namely Metzias Hashem, Torah Men Hashemayim, and Sachavonish. We are not going to go through the entire Siddur to explain all the different concepts of these three brachas, but I'd like to make a few points. One of them is the sentence that said just before the end of the first bracha is Now it's known that this is the Ashkenazi version, whereas the Sephardi version left out this sentence. The sentence is left out of the Sephardi version. Now it seems logical that it should be left out. Because what is this bracha? The way I explained it, this bracha is completely shavach. It's referring to creation of the world. It's referring to the fact that Hu created light in the world. So, the archadash al-tzion ta'ir is bakasha. It's asking for a new light to be lit up in the world. What is bakasha doing in this particular section of that's completely made up of Shevach. Secondly, it doesn't conform to the to the bracha itself, to the beginning of the bracha. Normally, uh, when we say uh, bracha at the end, we refer to what we said originally. And here, with the bracha originally is referring to the or that Kosh will, will create, uh, that Kosh did create, and we end with a bracha of the of the of the or that Kosh will create. Thirdly, the bracha that we make at the end is Yatser HaMorot. Now that bracha conforms to the main text of the bracha. But this sentence that's thrown in the middle, Al Chadash Ta'ir, is not referring to Yatser HaMorot. So, it seems to be a break between the text of the bracha and the chasima, the, the bracha itself. And we know that the last sentence is always or at least generally to be me'ena chasima. So how do you throw this pasuk al chadash al tziyantair in this context? And of course, it's for that reason that the Svaradi text left this out for a number of the reasons that I mentioned before. They do not say al chadash al ben This is the text that's found in Chabad. I was brought up to skip this pasuk, and very often when you go to shul and you daven for the amud, you leave it out. People think somehow you made a mistake. But that's the Svadi version. 
to leave out the sense of Archadash Atzion Ta'ir. How could we explain the Minig of Ashkenaz? So we could explain that really, when we talk about the the or that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created in the beginning of the world, that that um, that or that we're talking about is actually not the or that we have only today, or not only the or we have today. We know famous Rashi, famous discussion in Midrashim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a much sharper light than we have, a much brighter light than we have. HaKadosh Baruch Hu ganaz this special light was put away and held in abeyance for the tzaddikim. In the future of the world, we will have this this light. So when we talk about the bracha of Ma'oros, we could say that the bracha of Ma'oros begins by talking about is referring to the big light, to the entire light, both the light that we have in this world and the light that's hidden for the future. The bracha at the end, Yotzer HaMeorot, is a bracha in the, in, in Lashon Rabim, in the plural. Not Yotzer Maor, Yotzer Meorot. The real light. The light that's going to be visible in the future. And therefore, the last pasuk we put in might be actually part of the text. The Archadash Atsiyanta Irvin is is referring to that extra light that was created, Agarish Bahu did create it, and therefore you could say it's Ma'ena Chasima of the original of the later Bracha of Yatsea Ma'rot could be the Archadash is part of the Ma'rot, and it refers to the Bracha that we say originally, namely Hameila Tswadamala Brachamim. The next bracha that we make is the bracha of Avarabba, or in some text Avasolam. We've already pointed out that the main topic of this bracha is Birchas HaTorah. It has in it both Shevach and Bakasha. But it's so connected to Birchas HaTorah that actually, in a certain sense, it's considered Birchas HaTorah. I'm referring, of course, to the halacha, that if a person, for some reason, did not say the brachos of Birchas HaTorah before davening, and he davened Shachris, so then he is Yotze Birchas HaTorah by saying Avarabo or Avasolam. This, of course, is quoted in the Gemara, but there are a few conditions. The Yerushalmi is quoted as saying, V'hu alatar. That's only if you learned immediately. Why is that so? What does that mean exactly? Is not within our time schedule for today to discuss. But if, uh, but the people have also raised, you always learn Alatar. Because the whole idea is you say this bracha before you say Kriyashma. And Kriyashma has in it uh, Divrei Torah. It's obviously Torah. A person who reads the parish of Kriyashma fulfills the mitzvah of Tamat Torah. So what is this caveat of Rosh Hashanah Asar? As I said before, it's not within our time schedule to discuss this right now. However, we do see from here that the bracha of Avaraba is so connected to Torah that at least in some sense it's considered Birchas Torah. This, by the way, was discussed by Achronim in a unique case. 
we know that a, a child becomes bar mitzvah when he's 13 years old. Many people are confused about this and think you have to be 13 years old and a day. The real halacha is a person becomes bar mitzvah on the night of his 13th birthday. Whether he is actually 13 in what we call me'es le'es from day to day, from time to time, is irrelevant. We pass when the child is by mitzvah the night of his birthday. So let's say a child is born three o'clock in the morning. He's by mitzvah the evening before at Tzitzit even though he's not really 13 years old in terms of hours. So many achronim have raised the following issue. How could a person say, Divrei Torah, how could a person learn the night of his birthday? Because we learn all day based on the fact that we said Birchas in the morning. The child who said Birchas in the morning was below by mitzvah. Since he was below by mitzvah, he did not fulfill the biblical requirement according to the Ramban. There's a biblical requirement to say Birchas and he did not say it. He was only a katan. And generally, we would assume what a child did when he was a katan doesn't count when he's a gadol. Of course, a lot of questions have been discussed about this. It's a famous topic of bar mitzvah speeches. But here, since the child did not make Birch Torah, how could he learn at night? So the simple explanation would be to say that since he says Birch Torah at night, not only is Ava Rabba, Avas Olam, considered Birch Torah, the bracha that we are talking about in the morning, but it would be true at nighttime as well. Nighttime also has in it the bracha of Avas Olam, and here the bracha seems to be very, very similar to the bracha that we make in the morning. Of course, it's not as long. It's not as detailed. But the ideas are very much the same ideas. In we say, Torah and mitzvot, chukim ha-shpatim mata, and you ask, v'nismach b'divrei Torah mitzvotechu l'amved, ki yom chayenu v'ech yameinu v'em nege yom v'layla. So since we mention this bracha also as birchas ha-Torah, it seems to be that you can fulfill Birchas HaTorah by Marev as well, and therefore Achronim explained that's how a child, the night of its bar mitzvah, can learn Torah even though he said Birchas HaTorah when he was a child. And he doesn't say Birchas HaTorah again at night, he said Avarabah.